Why is a safety coach compared to an underwire bra? Interesting. I'm Karen. And I am Nula. As the safety collaborators, our mission is to help people change the way they think about safety. Interesting terminology. Tell me more about underwire bra. I first heard someone describe themselves as the underwire bra of an organisation when I went on a morning branding course, probably about 15 years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. And it was one of those, describe yourself in a sentence in a way that is going to want people to ask you more. And we all did these things and it was like quite mm -hmm. interesting. And it was an administrator who stood up and said, I'm the underwire bra of our organization. And we all went, tell us more. And it just stuck. <laughs> I love it. And a while ago, I was asked that question, you know, like, well, what do you actually do as a safety coach? You know, we, we see you here. We see you around. Mm -hmm. We can feel the difference you make, but we can't actually see what you do. And it was like that moment of, well, that's because I'm the underwire bra of safety. I create support. <laughs> I give you yourself the space to shine and be your best. But my role is to be invisible. And as you can imagine, mm -hmm. in an environment with 98% of men, it did create quite a giggle. <laughs> Thankfully, I, I didn't come back and say, Karen, we need to include a bra in our logo. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but I think what it does play nicely too is one of the reasons that we started this business is because of our experience. But together, and I know I had a, a real vision to have a women-led business in this industry. So I think the terminology plays really well. And it's women-led, not women only. That's a very important distinction. And the reason that we do that is because we're actually good at being supportive. We are. And it is around creating that support, that invisible structure. But also as a woman in, in that industry, we are able to let people be a little bit more vulnerable. Definitely. And to open up more and to feel that it's a, a safer space to sometimes challenge things that might be a little bit more uncomfortable in a more kind of like masculine conversation and there are some amazing you know men who are safety coaches out there and we've worked with phenomenal people absolutely this is not about not having male safety coaches at all uh, not at all but we definitely bring a different energy to the mix and that's an important aspect and I would not at any point expect any of our consultants who are men out there to describe <laughs> themselves as the underwire bra of safety. <laughs> <laughs> They've got enough problems having to have a pink logo. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could have big boxer shorts. They'll be safe then. They're invisible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've lost it. We've gone on a tangent. That's cool. <laughs> Uh, you know, you have to have a bit of a laugh about something that can be quite serious. Absolutely. What do you actually do as a safety coach? I'm going to be a person out there. What do you actually do? My key role as safety coach is to observe, to engage and mm -hmm. to discuss. So let's unpack that because that sounds very high level. Yeah, and they're, but they're three very important elements. So what do I do mm. as an observer? I literally watch and I listen and I watch for yep. what is happening and I watch for what is not happening. 
what's the, the body language, what's the environment, what's the energy that's going on around? How are people having conversations? Are conversations even happening? Are teams avoiding conversations or are they working so well together that they can look at each other across the red zone and know what they're thinking? So the mm-hmm. conversation doesn't even need to happen. It's the body language says it all. And then having observed and having seen, well, what's going on in this theater of the moment? Because it is, it's like a, it could be a theater production, a dance, whatever you want to look at it as. But there is movement and energy going on around that. And then it's having conversations to engage, engage with the people who are doing the tasks, engage with the people who are leading and supervising. And it could be as simple as a question of, hey guys, what are you doing here today? And listening to the words again that are being said or not being said around what's happening, what's going on. Oh, that's really interesting. So what are the things that could go wrong in what you're doing today? And then again, listen. And listening is such a key, important part. And I learned many years ago that Mm. it doesn't even matter if I know the answer or I assume I know the answer. It is listening Mm. to what that person is saying in the moment and then turning that into a discussion. Okay, so say more about that. Oh, what could you do to mitigate that risk? You look a little bit concerned about what you just said there. Is there something that maybe has just come to mind that you want to go and discuss with your supervisor? And it's those conversations and discussions where you give somebody a safe space to consider what's going on around them, what do they want to do, and maybe they might want to change or tweak something where it comes as their idea. It is their solution. It is their way of making the work environment a better and a safer place. As I was listening to you, it took me back to our last week's episode about the enemies of learning. But I think what's important with that is what we're also doing is modelling how to learn through listening, being curious and not being stuck in, I know the answer. Our role as coaches out there is to not have the answer. That's not our job at all. So it just reminded me of the conversation we had last week about the enemies of learning. And if we went out there and said, no, you should be doing it like this or doing it like that, then we're not learning about the heart of the person. We're not meeting the person where they're at. And I think the role of the safety coach is to meet the person where they're at and then help them move forward into a solution through the great line of questioning and curiosity. It is. And you said Um, something so important there. It's to help them be curious and find their solution, not to block them by coming in as this perceived expert or know-it-all or bringing my ego into it. That is not at all. And that's where I think for me that link to the you know invisible underwire bra is around that because <laughs> it's yeah. about letting other people shine and be on their platform. And to help them ask questions Mm. or think about questions that they may never have considered asking themselves because we don't know everything. Key skill, in fact. Asking questions for which we have no answers is helping them to define what questions is it that they need to ask to make the invisible visible. That's not the underwire bra, by the way. (laughs) That doesn't need to be visible. We'll we'll, we'll keep that invisible. Absolutely. (laughs) And... Asking those, those yeah. questions for which you have no answers can be so freeing when you have 
the confidence to be comfortable in not having to know. Then it opens up again that further curiosity because you know you have asked a good question when the person you are speaking to cannot give you an immediate answer. I think so often people ask a question and expect that silence to be filled immediately. Well, why don't you have an immediate answer? Mm. Well, because my brain needs a little bit of process time. And it's a really good question when I have Mm. to process because it means that, oh, hang on, I haven't considered that perspective. And that is, again, where that skill of listening and embracing silence and being comfortable and letting other people be comfortable in silence becomes so critical as a coach. It's a very powerful skill. And not every coach has it, by the way, because as a human, it's a hard place to be particularly in a world where there's different pressures on us. There's time, there's what the boss needs, it's what the client needs, it's what somebody else needs. And we just think, let's ask a question, get an answer and get on with it. And I think the role of that safety coach is to give the space to pull back from those moments so that there is true learning and change can occur. And do we get it right every single time? No. (laughs) Hell no. You just got to keep trying. (laughs) And some people will get irritated and some people will be, oh, why are we having this conversation? I know what I'm doing. You know, okay, it's great. No problems. What hopefully happens is that they go away and continue thinking about why they were cast a question. I know I've certainly experienced it over the years. I'm sure you have as well. You know, they come back to you the next day and go, actually, I've been thinking about what you said. Mm Mm-hmm. And that now opens the door for a deeper conversation. And I refer to it quite often as our role isn't to plant a tree. You don't go to the nursery and plant a tree. What we do is we plant seeds and help the organization and the team and the individual create the space for nurturing where that seed gets the right nutrients and it gets the right water. And you slowly see this little stem or leaves popping up through the surface and they are the ones who are growing. It doesn't happen immediately. We recently had a conversation with a client, gosh, that I worked with seven or eight years ago. And I know we made an impact and it was fabulous. And then, you know, moved on to another project and left them with the skills and the knowledge that we'd given them. And it was so wonderful to reconnect from a completely different angle and to get the feedback of, you know, I still go back to those sessions that we had and how much I learned there. It is still influencing the way that I work today. And I still go back to those questions that you got us to ask. Yeah. And I just, just like, it gave me such a warm and fuzzy feeling. It really did. And I was like, it was a telephone call. And if it was in person, I would have hugged that person. Thankfully, I know they're a hugger. I have learned that others are not. <laughs> but it was just so lovely to hear that seven years down the line, the seeds that we planted are still being nurtured. Mm. The trees are being pruned and the blossoms are mm. actually coming out. And Mm. we are not responsible for making that happen. No. But we are there to create a different energy, to create a conversation, to challenge, to hold people accountable sometimes to what they, they have said. Not have you actually done it, but what is the impact of you committing to an action or a change or a way of being? And what impact is that having on your team that you've, said you're going to do X, but actually you've ended up doing Y. And then that becomes the next coaching conversation and creating that space to go let them consider it and go, all right, what do I actually want to be doing? If this podcast is adding value to you and your colleagues, 
check out our past episodes. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform and never miss a thing. Now back to the conversation. I think it's really interesting that our role as coaches is not to fix. Definitely not. We often get asked, okay, we've got a problem here. You've got to come in and you've got to do X, Y, and Z. How are we going to measure that? <laughs> and it's almost the worst possible beginning. I appreciate that we have to measure things. That's fine. You know, what's the return on investment, etc. But sometimes you won't know that for months. If not longer. If not longer. It takes time to change conversation. It takes time to build relationship. It takes time to nurture different ways of thinking, as you've described. And I think a lot of the time when we're in this process, people don't even realize that they are being coached. And that is part of the skill of being a coach. So we talk about formal and informal coaching. So formal coaching is, right, we're going to sit down, we've got 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. half an hour, 40 minutes, whatever it is, and we are going to have a conversation around what is on your your mind or what is your concern today. Formal coaching conversation. The informal coaching conversations happen constantly on site. And it's not around going, oh, by the way, what we're doing right now, this is a coaching conversation you know, or handing out a little, you know, you get your your sports, your (laughs) green, your yellow and your red card. It's like, you just got a yellow card. Come over here. We're going to have a safety conversation. Oh, red card moment, team. Yeah, Over here. No. Right. Right now, what we are doing is coaching. Please pay attention. Not at all. (laughs) And and that's where I think people kind of go, what do you actually do? All you do is you come and talk to us. (laughs) Yes. That is what we do. We come and yep. have the conversation. Fancy that. <laughs> that makes you think. And it's not a case of, as a safety coach, we're going to go out there and we're going to be constantly stopping the job or calling a timeout for safety. If there is something that is of great concern or I see somebody putting themselves or the environment or their equipment at risk, even if I don't understand it, I will then say, can we take a time out here? I just need to understand what's going on or I've got this gut feel that I'm kind of like just uncomfortable. What's happening here? But that is not our role. Generally, our role is to be doing that. Observe, engage and discuss and let the team come up with this is what we're doing. This is how we are looking after each other today so that we can all go home to our families. Exactly. I think I like that term you often use is the silent cheerleader. Because I do. You've experienced this as well. You're watching somebody and you do a little happy dance inside because you can't go, Mm. I know the conversation that happened behind this. You know, yay. Mm -hmm. So you have this happy dance inside when you overhear a conversation or you get feedback on, gosh, this person's performance has completely changed. Or, you know, that guy that just never wore safety glasses. Every time I see him now, he's wearing safety glasses. What did you do to him? Like, no, I didn't do anything to him, but I helped him have a conversation that made a different choice. But at the end of the day, it was his choice, not mine. Or in the weekly safety meeting Mm. and you see who won the award for the best safety card for the week or the month. And you can just go, oh, I remember that conversation. And look, Mm. it has given him the confidence and the courage to speak up again the next time. Love a good aha moment. So let's summarize for you. Summarize the role of the safety coach. 
So the safety coach does not take ownership or responsibility or interfere with the operation unless they see something that is of risk or significant concern, which is the right of all of us on site. And the objective is to help people develop skills to address their concerns and to have the confidence to speak up, to find solutions. And once they found a solution themselves in one area, they will then be able to replicate that when the safety coach isn't around because they've developed the skill. That is definitely an ultimate goal. Our goal is not to be there. We're not their wet nurse blanket. You know, It's there to help them grow. So the safety coach asks questions to understand the risk perceptions, to help individuals and teams find solutions and assist in practical areas where asked. And sometimes we do, you know, we get asked to help them create, for example, currently a one projects, you know, a, a list of words in two different languages, for example. So we may do some extra bits and pieces, but for the most part, it's about the conversations. And what's important is that as a safety coach, there may be times when concerns need to be raised or highlighted to either a head of department mm. or mm. offshore it might be to the OIM, onshore it might be to the site manager. And that is usually where a few people have mentioned something that starts raising red flags. You know, if one person is having a bitch session, that's okay. Have a bitch session. Yeah. We'll go and have a cup of tea afterwards. But when five or six or more people start mentioning the same area of concern, then it is my responsibility to take it up a level and say, okay, this is coming up. Exactly. You need to decide how you would like to address it with your teams. So safety coaching, in a nutshell, is a behind-the-scenes, just-in-time role in helping others grow and shine. Just a bit like that underwire bra we mentioned earlier. It's helping you to make the invisible visible. So a little bit of a pitch. We've been doing this for about 30 years between us. And if you would like to have a conversation around your culture of safety and the types of conversations people are having... We have experience across industries and geographic locations. We deliver these safety programs globally, both virtually and on site. Today's conversation was really about on the job, on site type safety coaching, but we also run training programs as well to help support that process. And they can be done either on site or virtually or through digital facilitation, I prefer to say, in fact. So feel free to reach out and let's have a conversation. And on that, we also on our webpage, safetycollaborations.com, we have a great in-depth page on safety coaching and training that you can get a bit more information around this. We also have a live chat and you can send us a message, ask us questions and we'll get back to you while you're on site. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with others. Till next week, stay safe, stay well. Stay well.